Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com, and of course, they're venerable, the OutdoorLine.com, with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Morning, Joey Pyburn. Good morning, wildlife expert Nelson. <laughs> uh, Rob Ensley took Rob Force One down to uh, down to Nevada on a deer hunt. A lot of stuff happened this week, but all of it pales in comparison to having Bob Buchanan of bow-mac.com, our, our, our wild, mad gear scientist. He shed, <laughs> shed the white lab coat and walks into the studio this morning with, with fresh ideas for the tackle industry. What's up, buddy? How oh, we're you? ready to roll. Great huh? to be here, guys. Good morning. So it serves us right to take a week off, do a best of, and go hunting. And, with the, and then there's kind of a seismic shift in stuff. Right, you know, yeah, and stuff. <laughs> pretty, oh, big pretty, one. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, of course, when we got a couple hours to get to that, but uh, so um, it, that dry summer that just wouldn't end manifested itself into some of the toughest deer hunting in Washington and Idaho, and absolutely, and and. and Made an interesting set of conditions in Montana as well. For sure. Yeah, you know, I don't know, over 30 years I've been hunting Washington and Idaho. This was the roughest deer season ever. I, listen, I spent a bunch of time in Idaho, Robbo and I did. Uh, I saw five does. I never saw a buck. I, I haven't seen a buck this season, okay, in the mountains. I was here in Washington. I climbed 12 miles and 5,000 feet of elevation gain into the mountains to some beautiful country, um, mule deer heaven, and I never saw a deer. That's I, I mean, it, and they're there. Yeah. You know, they're there. Uh, they're just not moving around. This this very dry, extended summer we've yeah. had into October, just it just makes deer well, hunting extremely tough. Deer don't buy copper tone, and so the only thing they can do is just, you know, go hide in the shade, but... Yeah, I mean, we, that's that was funny because you said you saw five deer in Idaho. That's what we saw too. Yeah, you know, and and where we went in uh, in the outskirts of Boise, you know, we went back and, and visited our dear friends Palco Palcoas and moved back there, you know, much to my chagrin and dismay and mm-hmm. and whatever. But but now I got a base camp in, in Boise, right? In Boise, Boise base, camp, base camp, Boise base camp, and uh, it, it's funny because the outskirts of Boise, it's almost like Twisp in that you you've got ag, you know, agricultural land down there where all the local deer are sitting right there. And then you got the hills immediately to the to the east and north of Boise that you know are again amazing deer habitat. We yeah we saw five deer dude mm-hmm. in, in in three days. You know it was they just weren't there. But this place is all tracked up. There's elk tracks. There's bear tracks. There's deer tracks. Just nothing standing in those tracks at that time. So so then then I went to Montana. But before we we go to Montana, which which leads us down a whole nother path, Bob Buchanan, your beloved. Area 11 opens up on the 1st, man. How about that? You are not only blackmouth fishing in 11 and 13 right now, but we've got chum retention. We've got the chum 10. starter. Yeah. Yeah. And 11, right? Yep. 
So how yeah. does so so what's that? What's the level of excitement down there at the Point Defiance Boathouse this morning? I think folks are getting geared up right now. They've they've been working on a lot of things there at the, the boathouse, elevator wise, getting things coordinated, <laughs> and that has happened. And the uh, nerve center of South Sound they, blackmail fishing, dude. They're getting that fired up, but uh, I I expect to see a lot of bodies out there on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of boats. Very very interesting, yeah. and you got uh, we got eleven hundred. Uh, encounters to burn through um the 11 area 11 fishery is going to be a three day a week drill is that correct sunday monday tuesday and wednesday and wednesday four Four days a week four days sunday through wednesday sunday it's a reverse of what it was last time so it was you know it was on the other side up to saturday and they they switched it for the individuals that can gotcha get out there better on on uh on monday than friday Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and that's going to extend the season too. Yeah, you know we yeah. don't want we don't want to see you know a couple of these you know three day opener nightmare Fridays or, are considered a weekend day. I yeah. think in a lot of, <laughs> for a lot of folks. So, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, God Wednesday, day, Sunday yeah. through it's Sunday a four day. So um, remember the first the first day, a lot of folks get confused from time to time. But yes, it it opens the first and it's a Tuesday. Starter. This do, you, year. do you bump into a lot of chum down eleven? Uh, you can. They're shallower. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna get you know the slug pile area, Browns Point. You're gonna you're gonna bump into some, and then on the other side, the ones going to thirteen. And then so, if you if you actually want to target chum, what 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 are guys doing? They're gonna they're gonna fish bait up top. Bait. Yeah. yeah. I I don't because that that increases my encounters. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll fish my if I can get the right herring that's the right size. Wow, is uh, that a shot at Joey? If he can no, get the no, right no, 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 no. But, he went, but that was a I'm veiled fillet knife out barb right there. I'm, he knows he can always call me and get <laughs> yeah, whatever so I, bait I, he I, needs. But he's looking <laughs> for fresh. I, I jig them. It just it's part of my ritual. Oh, yeah. I've done it my whole life. <laughs> I go out and jig them first, and uh, you know I'm going out there and I'm having luck getting. Two three inches, and I don't need that. I, yeah, no, I want them bigger because you start flipping, you you won't get those two inches past the little guys. So, sure. So that's when you go to the jig, and right. that'll probably be what I do first on Tuesday. So your jigs uh, figured prominently in 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 our program this year. It was mm-hmm. it was so much fun. The Puget Pounder jigs were we're, we're we're kind of we're kind of learning them a little yeah. bit as we as we go along, and and we ended up you know we ended up one day we did a, a Ducks Unlimited uh, donation trip for David Lee and the guy you know the gangs of mm-hmm. Three Rivers Marine. And had you know those guys out you know in in our neck of the woods up there to Layla Bay and ended up sticking six one morning on all you know primarily I saw the and, and those of that. That those guys day. were not jiggers no they, they'd never done it before no. so it's it's interesting you have like one or two guys on the boat who have the right motion right. and those guys hook all the fish and the yeah. other guys you know you're kind of trying yeah. to coach them up but for whatever reason there's definitely. Yeah. You know, there's a way to jig properly and and, and yeah. inspire more bites with those Chinook. Yeah. We need we need to do three videos together this yeah. this this off season and and one of them is is jigging mm-hmm. right your your jig setup and the way you jig your jig motion because it's it's unique and different as it is to everybody and then number two we need to do a better explanation of how the C link and and float system works and then number three we really need to do 
a, a, a soup to nuts breakdown of the whole line coiler system, right. how it mounts on the boat, how it works with your existing downrigger mounts, how it works best with cannon downrigger mounts, how, uh, <laughs> well, okay, maybe that part's a little bit of a stretch, but, <laughs> but you, you know what I'm getting to. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's because all these things, and, and so... And again, you know, now we're into off season. Joey and I are primarily, you know, hunting right now. So the boat's back in Clarkston, right? And uh, so I'm and, I, and I'm working with uh, you know some of the Yamaha guys, and our jigging's going to change because of that new Helm Master installation on the thirty foot Duckworth. Joey Joey Grands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be it's going to be amazing yeah. because that joystick. You move the boat with the joystick, and as soon as you want to stop the boat, you let go of the joystick, whoop, and it stops. And stays there. And stays there. Automatically keeps you on that spot. Exactly. And that... There's, there's a couple spots we go up in Sitka, oh right? Oh, my gosh, That is dude. really going to come in handy. Well, and, you know, think of somebody, a family guy, that, that gets a larger boat, and when you have a hydraulic helm and you have you know, uh, shift cables and stuff like that, it's difficult. You're not going to get a kid, a younger angler, maybe your wife, right, to really understand and, and, and work that boat. Now with digital electronic control, somebody can just, you know, grab that joystick and, and move it, and they can even put the boats on the trailer, they can dock, they can maneuver, they can do all this stuff now that before took a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you there, there's such a change from going to a, a, a single screw to a, to a twin screw outboard, too. I mean, it's it's not all intuitive. Um, so this time last week, uh, we were outside. We were north of north of Great Falls and on an elk herd. And, we, you know, it was it's not light yet. And we can hear them. Their cows are chirping and their bulls are bugling. And I just, you know, and I don't have a bull tag. I got a cow tag, right? And uh, but my friend Mike McCauley, who who now lives back there, he's he's got the bull tag, right? So uh, and we're out with uh, we're out with our good friend Trent, who came up to Sitka and and fished with us, and he's you know all over these all over these elk, right? So uh, it it starts getting light, and then you know these we probably got a little bit close to them. These these elk they they fade off into the into the brush, right? And so okay, now we got to come up with a different plan. Um, the day we got uh, the first full day we had in town was Friday, and they it hadn't rained in Montana for a long time, like a year, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, 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 like time. basically a calendar year, right? And um, do, you, do you remember the movie My My Cousin Vinny, oh, right? Yeah. And and this area of Missouri is that we're famous for our mud. Mud gets <laughs> yeah. in the tire, right? Well, that mud they're they're famous for their mud in Montana too, right? And it changes kind of rapidly. Make a long story short, we get in. I think I'm going to get a shot at a cow, um, but dude, when you got a bull tag, you got to get that. The bull's the hard part, right? So so we get in there, and it's just about on this herd, and the fog rolls in. We can't see a hundred feet. We're done, right? So we start working our way back out. Trent looks over at this hillside. There's two bulls right there. So Mike so Mike McCauley, dead shot. We are practicing with a six eight. Uh, Westerns, right? The uh, six eight uh, Browning A bowl. Mm-hmm. It was a it, gong show the day it, before. It was a gong show the day before, man. We were banging the gongs out of eight fifty out to nine nine hundred yards. So this bull stands at at five eighty eight, and Mike's on his bipod, and I'm on my bipod, so I can see the whole thing. Plus, it's good to drill on a bull elk, right? It's not often you get to put the sticks mm-hmm. down, lay down, and get steady on a bull like that, right? And so I'm watching. I and and now it's kind of starting to sprinkle. It's not a big trophy bull. I can see it's got at least five. I thought it was six on one side. 
and and it, but it's going to be down a hole. It's going to be it, where if that bull falls is going to be difficult to get to. Make a long story short, I go, Mike, you're going to shoot that bull. He goes, heck yeah, I'm going to shoot it. And sure enough, man, one shot right through the top of the lungs. This bull goes down the hill and 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 rolls, and he sits there. Here's the last nine kick, and he lays there. High five. Here we go. So we get the ATV close to where the bull is, get in there, um, and, and, and now it's raining, okay, on this Montana soil. By the time we get the bull out, we are soaked from sweat. We're, you know, we're, he's all broke down. We get a sled in the ATV. I put a quarter on my shoulder, well, a front shoulder on my on my backpack, hands and knees up this up the side of this hill. I'm, <laughs> dude, maximum effort, right? My 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 toughest workout of the year. You're no, trying no question to find about a it. firm hold. <laughs> and so we get all this bull in the back of this ATV. So we got like 400 pounds of freaking yeah. un- ungulate in, in the back of this ATV, and uh, you know, and I. <sighs> Exhale. Oh man, I can already taste the warm shower, baby. Take maybe a little shot of whiskey, you know. They're in a bad dead ball. Here we go. And Trent gets behind the wheel of the ATV and he starts kind of going up this hog back and, and the tires start slipping a little bit. And he goes, I don't think we need to we're going this way. And I and I kind of get the vibe from him like, oh, oh, this ain't over yet. This this is not over yet. So uh, he goes, listen. Let's let's go back the way we came. Well, the way we came, Trent had his eight year old son with us. With mm-hmm. and, and great kid, Gage. Right, mm-hmm. he was picking up antlers all the way back. I got some pictures. I'll post them. He's just picking up sheds. Right, mm-hmm. and he had at one point he had eight sheds, and so I called him Eight Gage. Right, yeah. he was a cool little kid. He was along with us because he, he Trent had promised his mother that he wouldn't be in the ATV when we go down this for right. this particular hill. Yeah, which was good. Because Trent gets out with his kid now, and Mike gets behind the wheel of the ATV and goes down this hill. Well, it was dusty. You got the sheds was, in with you? Oh, the sheds are in the back with the ball, okay. right? Okay. So so we start going out, and it was dusty on the way up. And I remember because I, I remember seeing dust coming off of everybody's shoes. I'm not the first one up the hill, dude. I'll right. tell, you, tell you that straight up. Right. But there's, So there's dust coming off everybody's feet. Well, now there's there dust, dude. It's raining. I mean, it's almost like an Olympic Peninsula, heavy rain like I'd never seen in Montana before. We start going down that hill. Those ATV heavy-duty tracks, track tires, got full of mud and got full fast as we're trying to slowly go down this hill, and we start sliding. Mike turns into it. That bull shifts in the back of it, and we go over three like, – at least two and a half, but probably closer to three times, right? Oh. Now, now I – Trent gave me props because I was still in my seat on the first first two sixty, right? But then Mike kind of loses his grip. We got we got rifles, unloaded rifles, but rifles yeah. nonetheless that are flying around. Both got whacked. And I got a black eye, but I, we ended up we stopped. We're on the side, and I'm actually standing up in the cab, standing over Mike. Mike, you all right? You all right? So, and is it still running? Oh yeah, it's still running. Still they're, running. We're on the side. They're kind of built to Dude, to roll if, we if rip, you roll them. But we ripped the box off the back of it, right? And there's elk all over the side of this hill, and backpacks, and oh, shooting oh. sticks, and rope, and rigging. All Total this, yard sale. It, just a yard sale <laughs> on the side of this hill, and it's cold. Okay, and we're soaked with sweat, right? So. Trent, you got a little mud on you. Oh my gosh, we're covered covered with grease, dude. I, I still this week I'm still picking grease out of my binoculars. You know, what I'm so so. Make a long story short, Trent calls his buddy Seth, who works the same ranch, 
and Seth came out on a on a on a four wheeler, one man four wheeler, makes one trip, loads some elk on there, so and then we're gonna you know shuttle our stuff out. We tip the ATV back over, start it back up, so we can be in a warm place. He makes one trip in and out and goes. That's all the elk we're packing out today, boys. This road is the rest of the road is it's just, done. It's done, and it happens so fast, dude. It was yeah. amazing. It, it goes so, from being dry and dusty and hard pan to like snot. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, and, and change probably would. No, 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 no. No, you just. I don't you, think no, so. You, you, yeah. you just it's end just up gathering a bunch of. They there, call it gumbo. I mean, it's yeah, very it sticky. Now there may have been a way to take that ATV down that hill without rolling it. But that's not the way we went. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Dude, bird hunting in a, in a fresh plowed field. Bingo. Yeah. And everything in sticks Eastern to everything. Washington, it, you're just covered. So Mike's okay. I had a I got a black eye. My leg's sore. My season's over because, I mean, I, you know, my my blue, my leg is blue from the kneecap down to, you know, it's just I got whacked, right? And I think Mike kicked me, you know, halfway through the – you kind of have thoughts on the second or third revolution. <laughs> One of those is Mike's mad at me, so he kicked me in the leg. So so I'm beat up. We got all the – we get, you know, what what meat we can get to the butcher. We got I got a dough the next day. It's it's all – so I'm, I'm on my way home Monday morning. And 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 Dory Monson calls, okay. And there's been a bear attack in Leavenworth, right? So I do a little hit on on Dory Monson's show on Monday, and in 90 seconds, we're going to tell you the cavalcade <laughs> of you know what that happened after that. So uh, hey, text us up this morning eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. That is the Reverse Chine Hotline brought to you by Wellcraft Duckworth Northwest Boat eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six is the text toy as well. Powered by Yamaha Outboards, ninety seconds. What happened after that? Uh, Dory Monson um, hit is uh, we never saw it coming. We're no. going to tell you about it next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten and Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the outdoor line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the outdoor line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten and Seattle Sports app. Matt Nelson running the board. Joey Pyburn to my right. Bob Buchanan of Bo-Mac.com. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in this morning. It, 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 it's story time here. <laughs> apparently. Uh, text us up this morning, 206-421-3776, I, You know, I can look at both those text machines and kind of make them work. So so anyway, we're, um, when, when, when we were last sitting around the fireside here, I, I, I'm on my way home in St. Regis, Montana. I just noticed on the side of the road, you know, it's election season just outside of St. Regis, where this dude running for the position of sheriff slash coroner. <laughs> <laughs> the the political scenario is just a little tiny bit different. But so so but then Dory calls, right? And then I got a cell and he goes, listen, hey, can you do a segment with me? Like, yeah, what what are we talking about? He goes, Hey, this gal got grabbed by a bear last Saturday. I go, where? You know, I mean, I'm out of the news yeah. cycle. I mean, yeah. I'm barely conscious after rolling an ATV down the side of a hill in Montana with an elk, bull elk in the back of it. Elk wreck. Hashtag elk wreck. It, which, which is funny. Larry Stoffer got in one, too, and broke his fingers. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So, make a long story short, um, I go, well, tell me about it. What's the deal? He goes, I'll tell you. I'll, hey, I'm going to send you the link. You read it. And I'll call you in 10 minutes, and we'll do a segment on it. Well, I look. This attack in Leavenworth comes on the heels of another girl in May while we're up in Sitka got attacked by a cougar. The same community in Leavenworth had another girl attacked the year before last. And of course you remember the mountain biker that got killed by sure. a cougar. Yeah, well right. what what has changed with regard to wildlife management since all this stuff happened, right? Well obviously we can't hound and bait bears anymore because of initiative six fifty five several years ago. And the department's decision to ban spring bear hunting. And so I go into that part of the story 
with Dory, right? I go, Dory, we're not managing by wildlife biology anymore. We're using some type of ideology. Now, I think it was Dory that said it first is, you know, woke ideology. Okay, that's how we're managing wildlife populations. And so, you know, I when when you stop hunting these animals, they're they're going to lose their fear of communities, Joey. Oh, absolutely. Look at what's going on with the grizzly bears in the western states. Those bears they're not afraid of people at all, and, and guys are getting tore up all the time. Those bears have no fear of humans, and you know now now we've banned our our spring bear hunt. We're just chipping away, and and you know it's taken a while since they banned baiting and hounds, but we're seeing I'm seeing way yeah, more bears than absolutely. I used to see in the backcountry, and right. those bears are just moving down. Look, there's there's plenty of food out there for a, a healthy population of bears, but as there gets to be more and more bears. Guess what? Sows with cubs are gonna they're gonna push out of the high country where on those berry fields. They don't want to be up there and get tore up by a big boar. And if there's three or four boars on a berry field, that it, sow is gonna move down it, into it, residential areas it, where it, there's it, food the, where and the she's pickings safe. Are really good. Yeah. Well, and she's safe. She's yeah. she's away from well, those big scary boars. Well, male bears they'll eat cubs. Oh, they'll kill the cubs. And then yeah. th- that will force that sow to go back into estrus. Absolutely. And then he gets to breed. So so there's tremendous motivation for male bears to go eat a couple furry snacks and then get a little love from from mama sow, right? Yeah. You know, so so it's it's a it's a bad deal, but you don't un- you don't understand this unless you study the biology of the situation. So I I kind of, so I made that connection that look, you know, we're not man we're not you have to manage wildlife. You have to make biological decisions for biological considerations. Making political decisions for biological management never works. And we're seeing that right now. So after the segment, I thought, well, that's it. And I'm driving them back the way, way home from Montana. Tuesday morning, my phone starts blowing up because Nicole Thompson, Dory's producer, wrote this, you know, woke ideology leads to bear attacks, got picked up by the New York Post, got picked up by Fox News. I'm going to my butchers with a couple quarters of elk and a and, and a deer in, in the back of my rig, and I get a call from New York. Well, I'm not answering that. Yeah. So then Spam. I got an email. Yeah. This is Max Kivot, the booker for Jesse Waters Primetime. Say, hey, dude, we, now we caught your stuff about this. You, you want to hit a studio in Seattle and do a hit on Fox News? I go, no. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Mm. He goes, listen, you know, we, you know, we really need you to make this connection for us. And I'm thinking, my and my stomach just start butterfly. Geez, what have I got myself into this time, right? <laughs> so I start kind of playing. All right, all right, okay, fine. Did, did you look at he that goes, black guy in the mirror? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that yeah, dude, conversation. I told him, you're I, like, I, I to, dude, I, I'm looking like a prize fighter that lost the fight. I just look like I got a fight in a bear, dude. I rolled an ATV down the hill in Montana two days ago. Is there somebody there putting makeup on me or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Tell you what, we're gonna send a car. Give me your address. Send me a car, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> me. So so sure enough, uh, they, they they send a car down, and and I'm and, and me and my stomach is just flip flopping, right? I mean, I just what what am I doing here, right? Go to this office building down on Seventh Avenue, twenty first floor. You go on up. You sit down. The background's in there, and, and you know. And then here's Jesse Waters, and you just freaking let him have it, right? Interview went really well. Jesse Waters is a fun dude. Had a little fun with the interview, right? And, and he goes, "Listen, well, what do you do if a bear's in your face? Do you put a stick in his, uh, you know, in his in his face, or what do you do?" I go, "Dude, you take your ten mil Glock out and you hit him with that and bear spray at the same time, right?" And and so the interview ends. It does great. My phone blows up. I get you know just up and down on the way home. 
they hit me again. They want me on on Thursday or that was Wednesday, so that, they, they, Wednesday morning. They wanted you on. They wanted me back on Stuart on Stuart Varney on Fox News to do it again. Right. Well, that went well too. But Stuart wanted to, me to show my work. He wanted the he wanted to see the receipts. What's the connection between woke ideology and these bear attacks? And I go, well, look, man. Here, here's the deal. You if you're not making biological decisions for biological considerations, you're making biology decisions on ideology. And what's this flavor of the day? There you go. It's it's it's, it's it, so anyway. So that goes really well. I think okay, whew, that's over with, right? My phone rings, and it's well. First, Ted Nugent's people emailed the studio. Ted Nugent, rock and roll hero, yeah, yeah. national, you know, worldwide famous hunter, saw that hit on Jesse Waters. Contacts the station. He wants on the show. He you know, and and then Ted calls me personally, right? And I'm like, oh man, are you kidding me? You're gonna, dude, I. <laughs> I picked berries for a whole summer in 1977 <laughs> to buy two pairs of bell-bottom jeans and the Nugent album with Stranglehold on it, right? And and so, you know, I mean, I've been to his concert, snuck out of football practice early and couldn't hear in the huddle the next day, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so make a long story short, um, we, we I get, a, you know, we, we get Ted booked, but then Max Kivoth, the Jesse Waters booker, there's another incident for a bear, and he goes, listen, hey, man, you know another bear expert? And I go, oh, I know somebody that's had been charged by a bear and didn't work out for who who is it who i go it's joey pyburn <laughs> so i called joey <laughs> and joey and, and i go dude you want to do hit on fox news he goes no yeah and there's i mean silent- yeah i i barely do this on the radio and i get home from pheasant hunting it's like two in the afternoon and tom calls me he's like hey they they want you <laughs> You want to do it? And I'm just like, no, no, I don't do that. I'm not. I don't do that. That's you do that. You were great. I don't want to do it. And he's like, listen, I gave him your number. They're calling you. He's like, you're going to do it. And he hangs up. And then Max calls me. And I'm sitting in my kitchen, and I'm like, what am I doing? And then your stomach goes. Yeah. Oh, it was already. Yeah. But I went and did it. And uh, I don't know. I it went I great, did, dude. It I went. didn't watch it. Um, I can't. It's so weird. But yeah. it was. I mean, they were they were amazing. And Greg, like, yeah, the the the, the studio guy. Yeah, he's he was cool awesome. as ice, man. I, I walk in and I go, "Hey, just so you know, <laughs> this is I amateur hour. Like, I, I had yeah. never done anything no. like this. I I go, I I'm not even really a radio guy. You know, I, I'm an outdoorsman who ended up on a radio show. I've been doing it for about four years." I'm not really even good at that. I go, so I've never done anything on TV. I go, I'm pretty nervous. He goes, oh, yeah. I've never been on TV either. I would be, I'd be scared. You know what? And he's the cameraman. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But he was really good. He's like, okay, listen. He's like, it's super easy. He goes, see this little box with the white lines? He goes, you know what's inside there? He goes, you stare right at that. That'll make it look like you know what you're doing. He goes, do you know what's inside there? I was like, what? He's like, America. <laughs> America's inside there. And I'm like, this ain't helping, Thanks, man. Four million Americans are right inside that box. Yeah. Did you need makeup? <sighs> they didn't offer me makeup. They, he no. didn't need makeup. No, he didn't. No. Dude. So so all that pales in comparison, though, to having our good buddy Bob right here in the studio with us today. So so anyway, um, we uh, 
we're going to have Ted Nugent on the show. I did a couple segments with Ted and Dory yesterday. Which was awesome. And Ted Nugent is just, man, it's like plugged in a light sock, and he's so passionate. And and, and how kind, right? I, I mean, to for him to step up and, and, you know, reach out. He didn't have to, you know, no. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have to spit my face if my hair was on fire. And yet he called because that's the message he's been trying to get out, too, is, listen, we're, we're on the wrong track here. You know, and there and there's people getting hurt because of it, and so that's the deal. All right, we're late. We're gonna pop out of here for a quick break. Text us up eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. We have our dear friend LPJ Paul Johnson. There's a silver lining to all these rains, and it's on the Skagit. And it's next here in that door line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI Shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. The website is F-L-Y-G-Y-D-E, flyguide.com. And the guy behind that really cool website is our good buddy, LPJ Leopold Johnson. What's up, LPJ? What's up, buddy? How's it going? How's it going, crew? How are you guys doing? Good this morning. morning. Doing good. You rolling that Bronco up to uh, up to the old creek there, up to the Skagit this morning? What's the yeah, deal? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out at uh, sitting here comfortable in my nice little heated seats. Yeah, life's good. Can't can't complain. <laughs> Wait, you got a Bronco with heated seats? That's got to be a new Bronco, dude. Yeah. Is it okay. And the and the and the steering wheel. Yeah. You're gonna get soft. Dude. You are, dude. No question about it. Well, the water levels in the Skagit were a little bit soft there for a while, but man, these rains have been a godsend. What's what's going on up there in God's country on that creek, buddy? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the rain brought stuff up a lot, man. But uh, you know, I was doing so good for a little while in this. Uh, and this low water that we had, I was almost to the point where I was like, I don't know if we want, I want it to rain. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta refigure things out. They're gonna, they're gonna move out of where I was calling about every day. So, uh, no, I, I was having a good time. The only, the only problem I had was that uh, that smoke got a little serious oh, for a little while. Dude, it was, was awful. Yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty painful. But yeah, we you know, strapped on some painter's mask and just you know went out there and you know got her done day after day after day. Man, we were. Uh, you know, filling coolers. It just—I took a break from the fly fishing because it just it, low, low water and you know accessible, you know accessible fish close enough to really get a shot at and really wasn't uh, wasn't getting it done. So we went out there and tried on the fly. H- had some success, but not enough that I was like, I want to keep doing this every day. You know, um, it was kind of a struggle. So uh, you know, went out to twitching jigs and spinners, pulled some plugs. You know, like went back to my old days, like when I just started. Uh, went back to gear fishing, pretty much. Uh, completely, and uh, then then fill- coolers started filling. So yeah, that that tends so. to happen when you're when you're fishing with the gear rods. So yeah, you you mentioned twitching, uh, spinners, yeah. and and then yeah. plugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any particular colors? The water's obviously been very clear. I'm sure you're you're fishing like more dark colors up there right now. I was I was fishing darker colors. Like we ran we ran pink for a little while, and you know had a little success on it. wasn't great, but uh, you know it was twitching jigs that were chartreuse heads, and black bodies, purple bodies. Um, you know darker uh, darker like even some blacks. You know were working, uh, but just something that had that darker profile was working it. But uh, the the chartreuse and chartreuse and blue is always a producer. I don't know what mm-hmm. it does, but even in clear water, dirty water, like it was getting it done. So we we, we definitely mixed it up and. Threw a lot of stuff out of them. I even took some uh, took some fingernail polish to some uh, some old plugs that I had that were just uh, you know flat flat chrome and painted them painted them up with uh, with purple fingernail polish and pulled out the black marker and put some tiger stripes on those bad boards. You and, bet. Uh, the hammer went down. I got yeah, pl- yeah. I got plenty of painted up plugs that 
back home in my uh, my gear room. So um, doesn't seem like this thing's going to slow down anytime soon. It's it's probably only going to no. get a little bit better as we get a little bit more rain in the river. I, I think it's going. I think it's going to fish great. I don't think anything any anything's going to get worse. I mean, it, it was it was pretty good, and then now we're just going to push up a lot of fish from the lower section of the river. I mean, I will, we'll be probably fishing these things all the way into to the end of December. Like it's it's been great. So there's no complaints. I, I had some. I got some spay guys with me for the next two days, and. Uh, we went out swinging yesterday and found a bull trout and uh, two. Well, w- one was a coho, one was a mystery. It could have been a chum. There's chum in the river as well, so could, it was either a coho or a chum. But you know, back, back to the swing game. So I got a couple more days on that, and um, you know, it's nice. I, I got uh, three other guides that are working for me as well, and uh, they've been having really good success uh, gear fishing, which I'm kind of you know we're we're converting people to whatever is going to work best. Sure. So that's always been my game plan. So yeah been good no doubt buddy well uh, with this increase in water level now though we got the creeks uh-huh. opening back up on the peninsula so now yeah. you got a choice to make you know i i, I do but you know it's kind of like you know why why leave a good thing when you yeah. got something you know going so the other thing is like i'm i'm very happy that the uh that the peninsula opened up so you know fishermen around in that area and you know other guy buddies and myself can get back uh get back to their normal deal out in that area but um <laughs> every but don't leave fish to go try to find yeah, fish don't, don't don't leave them to find them yeah, everybody, and their gra- everybody and their grandma is going to be right where you know they're going to be at so i mean literally it's just gonna it's going to be a parade out there and it's like it's it's just comfortable up here and i can mix it up and sh- you know just change what change when i need to so uh i'm just i'm having a good time here and i've been here all, you know, like almost a month now well um you know and things, things are good the, the so. problem with being on the only creek that's open is it's obviously a lightning rod for pressure and and so Correct. everybody that wants to fish has to come to this gadget well now you know as right. of this morning you got the snohomish system opening up you have several peninsula rivers so you know you're you're probably going to have a little more elbow room on the creek, but dude, well, this is a coho it, run that's it's just all, a banger, it, man. Listen, it's it's also it is, hunt, it it's also hunting season. That's true. So yeah. a lot of guys are out right, hunting, right, and right. and yeah, the 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 Snohomish opening up that's definitely going to take some pressure away from the Skagit. Um, a lot yeah. of guys are going to be chomping at the bit to get on that lower Snohomish and and dude. up on the sky. Um, so you yeah. you'll you'll probably have a you know. Have a little bit of some of those runs it, you'll have it, yourself, man. Honestly, it's been it's been pretty comfortable. Like everybody plays nice, but I mean that that Skagit's a big river, and I have not had any. I've I, I haven't had any issues. I mean, there there were a couple of days where um, it was either just myself on the float, just just me, and I saw maybe two or three bank guys, and I mean that smoke really kept people away. I'm I'm dead serious. Like it was yeah. people just did not want to deal with it. And like I said, a couple of days it was just myself out there. Still filling the cooler every day. You know, we're talking about four to four to eight fish, depending on who's on the boat. And you uh, know, I was life was good. Like I said, other than smoke, but uh, it was it was beautiful out there. You know, as far as fishing goes, I couldn't see in front of my face, but I was catching them. So, we're, we're we're talking with Lil Paul Johnson this morning, Fly Guide F L Y G Y D E dot com, joining us this morning, and uh, he's also on the Ford Bronco Pro Staff. How did that happen, dude? Come on, oh, yeah. come on. You know, I don't know, man. I just been been getting around and catching fish for years, and it, you know, every now and then you, you'll catch the you'll catch the attention of somebody. But uh, I think honestly, I think it was a couple of years ago I did something with uh, with Filson years ago, 
and they did an interview with me. And at that time, uh, Filson and Ford were partnering to make a Bronco for the uh, for the firefighters that oh, we actually yeah. we there really was a, needed like, their help. Filson upholstery in a Bronco or there, something? There, there was some something like that, yeah. but it was more that they so they they built a custom Bronco that actually had a fifty gallon water tank in the back of it that was you know all souped up and you know uh, ready to go out and fight fire. So. You know, if there's a fire starting in an area that's kind of hard for, like, a bigger truck yeah, to get yeah. to or somebody to fly into, this Bronco, I mean, we know they're capable. This Bronco could ride out to wherever uh, wherever it needed to be. You know, you got, you know, you know, five or six of these with 50-gallon water tanks. I mean, it was, it was these are legit, you know, firefighting vehicles. And I was able to go out and view the vehicle. And at the time, they were building this Ford Bronco Ambassador team and, uh, I think that's how I got mixed up in it. You know, I, I, nobody really knows that that's that's my best guess. So the, now you're the a, things we get mixed up. I in. know, dude. <laughs> so so now your ambassador is sitting right in the seat of that uh, of that yeah. particular Bronco, dude. All right, well we got to go out and bend a rod, Barty. You you let me know. Please. I uh, my my hunting season is uh, kind of come to an well un- unexpected end, shall we say? So uh, okay. yeah, dude. I'd, I'd love to get back up on that crick with you sometime. So, uh, so let me know. Let's talk, man. All right, buddy. Talk. Well, thanks for joining us. Leo Paul Johnson, yeah. the, the website again, flygyde.com. Go get them, buddy. And, uh, you know, just don't get any slow speed chases with that Bronco. Okay. That's that. Right. It doesn't always end up good. <laughs> that was good okay? guy. Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. <laughs> See you, Lil. All right. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, Ray Marine Picks of the Week right here for the last time in October. How'd that happen? Right here, the outdoor line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. You know, a lot of radars work the same. Everybody's GPS and chart plotter, you know, they all kind of the same. With Ray Marine, their fish finders and sonar modules, you have a chance to really improve what you're seeing underneath your boat. Go check out the sonar modules, including the new CP4700. You're going to find that and more at raymarine.com. All right, Joseph, what do we got? I mean, the the Snohomish is open. The sky is open. The Snoqualmie is open. Those fish have had a free ride. They've been just swimming up the river, being left alone. That's where I'd be headed if I wanted to go catch a coho. It's it's loaded. I know guys who've been down who live near the river and they're watching coho just flip all over the place. Um, waterfowl, dude. Yeah. I mean, we got the weather. Got now. the weather. Got the rain. Got start, some starting standing to see water. more ducks. Standing water yet in some yeah, fields? Not yet. Not, not that. Quite not yet, that way. But starting to see more ducks push down. The snow goose hunting up in Skagit oh, Valley dude. has been Epic. insane. I I was able to get up there and hunt with a couple buddies. Uh, had one of the best snow goose shoots of my life. It was totally insane. We were picking up decoys, and the snow geese were landing while we were out there picking up our decoys. And they're a bunch of immature birds, so they're just dumb. Uh, if you got and you don't need to run big spreads spreads right now. We're running like six dozen full bodies, and they were just doing it dirty. <laughs> it is so fun, dude. Bob, you are not going to miss the opener on Tuesday. I, I guarantee you, you are going to be on your beloved home water of Area mm-hmm. 11. Huh? Come on. No way. I will definitely be there on yeah. Tuesday. But I'm also keeping on that next side of uh, <clears throat> that next set of high tides that hits in the morning in the uh, dusk and dawn oh, for squid. Calamari time. And I've got to get uh, a load of razor clam guts oh. uh, for my crab pots coming up uh, for my holiday 
Dungeon Nest. We we do have digs this weekend. We'll be covering yeah. that in the Northwest Outdoor Report. Um, this yeah, this is typically our upswing in in our squid seasons, mm-hmm. right? So uh, and and you kind of have been pioneering the art of uh, of of squid jigging from your boat. This is not something most people that are squid jigging. They're doing it under under lights off of piers. They think they're you got to go down and get elbow to elbow on a pier, which is a great way to do it. It's sure, a fun, it's fun, yeah. and, and it is fun. But I I prefer getting out there at a at a decent uh, before dinner hour this time of year and getting them and get off the water. It and works using, really good. using your uh, your Raymarine. Using all that, using well, all And that what's stuff? that look like for guys who haven't done it? it, it they're very opaque. They're not a, a real solid. You're not seeing what a, would look a red like. arch like a yeah. Chinook, right? You're not seeing you're you're you will see on occasion balled up bait, and then behind or in front of that balled up bait, you will see an opaque mark underneath or on each side of it. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, those are squid. Most they're, folks don't know it. And you find that when you jig herring. You'll get out of that herring, and you'll start reeling up, and, oh, I hooked a pile of junk, and you bring it up, and it's a squid. squid. Yeah, and, the, and I mean, the squid they're are there. They're, they're there. there to feed on the herring. They're there. They're just out deep right now. So, okay. I mean, hang in there at Commencement Bay, Les Davis Pier, or, or wherever you are along the Seattle shoreline. Um, there's just a load of small bait out there that they're feeding on, and they just haven't had to come in yet. But as we get more fresh water... That bait's going to start coming in on those high tides at dusk hours, and uh, and how deep can you better. target the squid from the boat? Can I mean, can you get I'm 40, down there? forty to ninety feet is okay. where I hang, and the darker it gets, you'll get into forty. But I generally, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon, I'll sneak over to uh, Taliqua Ferry Dock and work between there and Neal Point in ninety feet of water, and it, it they just it's, they roll out of out of uh, out of the harbor there and right up out of the shelf onto right in shallow and you start picking them up at 90 and as it gets darker and darker the overall right into 60 and 40 feet does rainfall heavy precip and river discharge change the program i, Is I, there... th- I think some folks say that the the fresh water uh deters them but you yeah. got to remember that fresh water is on the surface, right? And that fresh water that comes in brings another set of of, of nutrition in yeah. that will drive that smaller bait in. And last year we had no smaller bait in the summer months in the marina where they spawn, mm-hmm. and we just didn't have any. The year before we had a load of it, and the squid and, fishing was phenomenal. And, the squid fishing and, was and phenomenal. I remember, I remember we did a lot of squid talk that we year because there wasn't much else going on, but. <laughs> but uh, we had some big rains, and we thought that everybody kind of said, oh, well, that's going to kill it, and it didn't. It, yeah. it didn't affect it at all. We'll go out at night and turn the lights on yeah. and on the boat, and you get your squid jig down. And if you set your rod down for a minute and your squid jigs are just <laughs> right underneath there, as you go up and down in your boat, yeah, you'll have four or five squid around your set of squid jigs what going they... up and down with each wave. They just follow that. They just get in a trance. What do you? It. What do they think those squid jigs? They are? think it's bait, but they're waiting for it to do something that triggers them to go, and they they'll sit there sometimes and just stare at it, and you can't get them to do anything. And then all of a sudden, you'll reel up and pull your gear out of the water, and they'll jump out of the water trying to grab that squid jig. Really? It's Squid Thoughts by Bob Buchanan. Squid, yeah, thoughts. squid thoughts. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But you'll see him holding the whole herring. You know, really? a, yeah. a three-inch herring, you'll oh, see yeah. one down there that's got it in its clutches, and he ain't letting go. That's dinner. <laughs> so, so, you know, we have our herring pins down at Tacoma Narrow. Oh, yeah. 
So occasionally, you know, they'll they'll catch a batch of herring, but there'll be maybe a couple hundred squid in, mixed in there, and, and then, you know, there's no way to really cull them out of there. They end up in my sure. pen. Oh, yeah. So I'll go, I'll go down and, you know, we'll be processing, and, and you'll watch these squid in the pen, and they, they just creep around, and they're, they're constantly trying to get close to the herring and get them, you know? And they must just be like, wow, we just got put in, like, this is the best. This is the best day ever. Yeah, we're in here with 10,000 dozen herrings. Sometimes it looks like they just use a quiet approach. They just come up there, hey, how you doing? And they follow you up, and then, yeah. then all of a sudden, wham, they're they got you. Calamari time. I love it. Got a packed hour, too. Stay tuned. Trevor Austin of PacificCustomCalls.com is in Moses Lake digging a goose pit even as we speak. He's going to cover some calls, some deeks, and uh, and the process of stomping honkers. Northwest Outdoor Report brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. The Duckworth Weldcraft Wheelhouse with none other than our very own Bob Buchanan. We're going to bring the squid smack down, do some granular technique on that. The Marine Area 11 Chinook over. We have not yet talked about winter crab, which is going off with some monster specimens. All that, Roy Robinson RVs really wear, and a ton more. Stay tuned. Right back at you with a packed hour or two right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports App.